Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. I know you're surprised because it is Friday and that's the day that we always release an episode. And we've done it again. Aren't we amazing? Hooray for us. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, My name is Miranda and I will be leading you through the episode today. We have an empty chair at the table. Oh. Uh, so Miss Julia Arzentrago is not joining us But we do have Zancy Weber Oh my gosh What and, are you doing here? And a repeat guest Samuel Boyd Hooray. Friend of the show Samuel Boyd One of our favourite musical nerds What did you t- come talk about last time? Uh, the, the, the very famous and everyone's favourite show Evita Oh, that's an Andrew Lloyd Webber one, isn't correct, it? Correct, correct. Yes. You might remember that one song, Don't Cry For Me Argentina, which appears for about 60% oh, of the musical. I Argentina, how embarrassing. Yeah, mm. it's not, but you know, I could try. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that episode. Thank you. I didn't enjoy that you weren't here. And <laughs> so, but I listened to uh, it. We had a good time, I guess. But, uh, yeah. It was very good. I just, I just, as a side note, just to, to wrap up my final thoughts on that was... Um, <laughs> Tina Arena just said in an interview, like, oh, I'm so, I'm so glad I finally have the maturity to play this role. And I was like, she died when she was like 32. So mm. I can't wait mm. to see her like And she's late 16 or 17 in the start of the. Yeah. Maybe that's a yeah. comment on Tina Arena's own maturity levels. Not, right. Yeah. Well, not, not her age. Yeah. Mm. Well, not her own's maturity. Anyway, I can't, well. I can't wait to see her. And that for me really gives a lot of catharsis to you not being in that last episode. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we gave you another opportunity mm. to share that thought. Thank you. Thank you. What but, are you here to talk yeah. about this so, time, though? This time we're here for a, maybe, I think, an even better musical. No, this is the perfect musical, I think. Perfect. Um, it's perfect. If someone was, if someone was cool. going it's to come and see a musical, I would be like, this is the perfect one. It's funny. It's luscious. It's romantic. It's wonderful. It's what musicals should be. It is A Little Night Music by Stephen Sondheim. Not Mozart. Not, no, not, no, no, wrong. No, no, Mozart did do something that is commonly called Ein Kleiner Nach Musik, which literally translates into a little yeah. night music. But this has got nothing to do with that. Absolutely nothing. Nope. So just took the title. If I'm a Mozart music lover and I'm like, oh, Mozart. Can't wait. Melodies for days. Little night music. Love it. Yeah. 
Well, surprise, this uh, musical is all about waltzes and stuff, so... I, Probably I still going to like it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, a little bit of a complexity, great orchestration. Well, we're going to talk more about A Little Night Music by the fabulous Stephen Sondheim in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to talk about the fabulous Sam. I'm not sure why you're pronouncing fabulous that way. Fabulous. Because she's fabulous. It's fabulous. All right, good. Yeah. I don't know. It just came out that way. Let's let's learn all about Sam. Well, we have again. learned about Sam before, but it's true. But I'm back and I'm cooler than ever. Yeah. Um. He said he's completely forgotten all of the responses that he gave the first time. Yeah. So and gonna, and the questions. We're gonna do the quiz so. again. And if he has, then all of our listeners probably have. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> it's probably. It's like twenty episodes ago. <laughs> so long. It was like a half a year. Or six months. Most people would say rather mm. than half a year. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> no. Um. Baker's dozen. So what I think we should do is do the quiz again and I'm going to ask all the listeners to go back to the Avita episode, okay, <laughs> and we're going to we're gonna see if you got the answers correct. All right, I'm all right. really appreciating this new trend on this show of making the listeners do our homework. It's like, <laughs> whoa, go back. All right. You go back and listen to the Avita episode and you tell us whether Sam got these questions Right or wrong, <laughs> according <laughs> to myself. According to past Sam. Yeah, right, right. Well, um, I'll save my past answer and my current one if they're different. Okay. <clears throat> Can you do that? Which musical character would other people compare you to? Oh no, I don't remember this specific one. <laughs> someone was like, "You are so this," and we were all like, "Oh yeah, it's a great one to be thought of." It was someone reasonable though. Oh no, I think. As in a reasonable character or someone who was reasonably like you? No, it was a reasonable character. And we were like, oh, oh everyone, right, everyone was like, yeah. yeah. Well, who is she? I can't remember though. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, guys, I don't know. Who, who, the mayor of who? Whoville. Who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, that, that might be it. He sounds like a reasonable guy, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he is. He wants to do good things. Yeah. He just gets a little flustered every now and that then. That is right. literally me right now. Yeah. So, yep. Great. Okay, well, we're going to go with it. Thank you. Um, right, so it's a zero out of one I think so past far. Sam, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, he might be winning so far. Which musical character would you like other people to compare uh, you to? I definitely said uh, Countess Malcolm from A Little Night Music last mm. time. And the same with this time. She's so funny. We're going to talk all about her in like yeah. 10 minutes time. But, oh, she's the, just a whole bunch of zingers. Just so many great lines, so many throwaway comments. She's such a bitch. And I'm like, yeah, girl, do it. <laughs> so, yeah. That's who you'd like to be. I would love to be that character. Deep down on the inside. He just wants to be sassy. I just want to be sassy just all the time. Sassy. You can be sassy. I give you permission to be Thank sassy. You. But there is a certain there's a, there's a certain kind of sass that a 20-something-year-old yeah. gentleman can have, but then there's the gravitas that a sass from an 80-something-year-old woman gets. And, you know, we all we all aspire to that yeah, level of sass. Yeah, that crustiness. You know, don't aspire. Just do it. You I'll do try. you, man. I just winked at Miranda. Uh, <laughs> they heard. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Often translates. <laughs> Uh, what is your dream role? I think last time I, I said Che. I think, I think it was Che. I think he said Che. Because he's time. just got so many great songs. I walk around the house still screaming songs from that show. Um, otherwise, coincidentally, um, I think uh, Henrik from this show would be really fun to play as well. Henrik. Henrik. Okay. Yeah, yeah. the lawyer's son. Henrik. Yeah. 
Okay. Henrik with a K. So so we'll call that we'll call that a half point. Well, I know it was Che though, so really it's a full oh. point. <laughs> okay, all right. So um one out of two. 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 Two, oh. two out of three. Oh. Don't you just forgot that. That's right. Okay, what's your favorite Sondheim show? <clears throat> I think last time I said a little night music, and this time I would agree again. But I also want to say I like Sweeney Todd and Passion as well. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, they can have some run-up. Yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't I was released gonna, anything new. I was going to force us to talk about Passion, but I was like, oh, really? I don't think anyone's in the mood for that. So anyway, maybe not. One day somebody will be in One the mood day. for that. And, and you shouldn't know what? that be you, Sam? It shouldn't. Or, or if you're listening, James Gorsey, babe, we can do it together. Anyway. Okay. Right. Shout out if to you, James Gorsey. And to everybody else. If you want to hear the Passion episode, yeah. um, you know, get in touch. Tell us. And we'll make it happen. Mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. just drag people in to <laughs> Zane's apartment and make one them at a talk time about passion. <laughs> talk about why they love passion. <laughs> uh, what's your go-to Ca- shower song? Uh, uh, I, last time I said it was part of your world in French, and it still is to some extent. Yeah. However, I'm really digging um, multiple, maybe like all of Lana Del Rey's catalog at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like sad core Hollywood vibes. Yeah. Really, really, like I'm just in the shower. It's like. <laughs> Cigarettes and stuff, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a point for that because you remembered the last one. Mm. Um, it might be wrong. But it's it's, it's I no, it's I remember having to find we talked it about, in French yeah. and link it in the show notes. Oh god. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> it's time. Cats. Is that what you said just, last time? This is deleting musicals from existence. Yeah, yeah. It's still cats. However, but it's still gone. So you want to take a stab at another one? Well, I guess yeah. If I had to throw another one under the bus that that thousands of people, millions of people have loved, um, passions. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, um, mm. Mm. it's another dumb musical. <laughs> uh, I think there's a, there's a show called a Dumb Musical would be an interesting thing. And nobody talks. <laughs> uh. There's a show, I think, by Andrew Weber called Ask Jeeves. How Ask dare you? Jeeves. Which, just because I feel like uh, a lot of people were really annoyed about how he made that project. And apparently, like, he killed his other cricket show and a whole yeah. bunch of, like, Sunset Boulevard motifs came from that. So if it didn't exist, it would be like, oh, we didn't need that anyway. And to be fair, it flopped well, hard. And apparently, Ask like, yeah. he, um, he the, Harold, I think it was Harold, no, uh, how Prince was just like, don't record the soundtracks. You can use the songs in different shows. And he's yeah. like, okay, <laughs> maybe that's where. Uh, no, wait, this is this is no, Maybe that's where the came from. Like it, it has <gasps> been recorded. Whoa, <laughs> from- and it, it's very, very dissimilar to most of his other stuff. Uh, apparently, there's key phrases he has lifted. There are. But there, who can and say? You, you can pick it every now and then, but, but he does it's like that between all of his shows. Yeah, but it's that's like not. A farcical comedy, like it's very un-Andrew Lloyd Webber. I'm I'm not going to justify it. Like it's a a pleasant, silly thing that I liked. Is it ALW does GNS? Is it that kind of feel? Oh, it's even more like uh, it's even more. What's the word where you have like a man? Like grand dresses a woman, and it starts with a P, and it's like a uh, pantomime. pantomime. Oh. <laughs> it's like, come on, that was a fun game, though. We should play the game more often. <laughs> like charades, but with yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. like it's like ALW does a pantomime, 
Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm very... Andrew, if you're listening, I'm very sorry. I just threw Ask Jeeves under the bus, but so did you, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it ran for, like, eight weeks. It's not... It wasn't uh, very well received at all. I should have prepared more, but we all know deep down the answer is always cats. <laughs> so... Right. It seems that it's, it's maybe, like, 50% of people that yeah. we've had on Someone said show. rent once, though, and I was like... Mm-hmm. Um... That was me. Oh, and it wasn't just me. Right. Other people have said it. Yeah, Other no. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that wraps up another quiz with Sam. <laughs> That's our new segment. Another quiz. <laughs> another now, quiz. Now, next Sam. time someone can answer how they thought I answered this time oh, no. about the first time. All right. Do it. I have to remember. I'll remember <laughs> now. It's going to get so meta. Sassy old lady. Sassy old lady. Yeah, all right. Well, while we organize that, let's take a little break. Okie dokie, let's talk about a little night music. Were you going to say it in German then? Eine kleine Nachtmusik? I was thinking about it and then I realised I don't speak German. Ah. Yeah. It was a sad realisation to come to just right at that <laughs> That's moment. Okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You couldn't make the joke. No, I was like, oh, that's what happened. Okay, so let's, the history. Who's doing history? I, I will tell you a little bit about the history of okay. a little night music. So, of course, music and lyrics by Sondheim uh, and book by Hugh Wheeler. Uh, so it was originally inspired by an Ingrid, Ingr, Ingmar Bergman. I always have trouble. Yeah, with I always name. say Ingrid. I'm like, uh, yeah. Uh, film Smiles of a Summer Night. Now, the plot is very similar. Uh, of course, just broken down to incorporate songs. Uh, so the title... A little night music you might recognize as the Mozart, but nothing to do with it. There's no connection at all. Mm-hmm. Just I think Sondheim just kind of plucks things from everywhere and puts them in. And I think that's the closest. I, I read a couple articles, and that's the closest that anyone's got to even like considering where it came from. So, no so time. There's, there's no like, you know, big opening number that's centered around that concept or anything. No. It's just. And not, not even title. like musically referenced or no. I mean, they talk a little bit, I guess, in like about uh, there's, there's, there's a, like a speech done by one of the characters talking about things that happen in one night, but it's never they never say oh a little dash of night music or anything like that. It's it's kind of just like the concept of the night smiles three times, and that's, that's it. It's oh oh my gosh, you don't you don't know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you all about it in a bit. Smiles once on the young, once on the fools, and once on the elderly. Oh. Yeah. I still don't know what that means. You don't know what that means. Oh, I do, I guess. But I'm just like, but then the smiles, like, it's like about, is it about, is it about things that have been completed? Yeah. Because then she does. So it's like they get a blessing. Because she goes, what? No, what? no spoilers, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the spoil. Well, I the totally story. missed the spoiler. <laughs> the sto- well, we'll get to the story Originally, uh, eventually, not originally. Originally, Both. we'll talk about the history. Um, it opened on 73 on Broadway mm-hmm. uh, and it was very well received. Uh, I have a quote here. Let me just pull it up. 
if you will wait one moment. Uh, so Clive Barnes in the New York Times said, heady, civilized, sophisticated, and enchanting. A r- the real triumph belongs to Stephen Sondheim, of course. The music is a celebration of three, four time, an orgy of plaintively memorable waltzes, all talking of past loves and lost worlds. There is a pleasant, there is a pleasant touch here. Uh, he commented that the lyrics were breathtaking. They, they are they are really good lyrics. Like, they are um, really good lyrics, but of course, <clears throat> Sondheim. I mean, well, there's no Tim Rice, I'll tell you that. But fine, <laughs> like, whatever. Ah, oh, good. Um, so Broadway production in in '73. Uh, it went to West End in '89. So there was a big That's gap a there. Big gap, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, now it it ran for 601 performances on on Broadway. So it closed on in seventy four. Not Wait. too long. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, February seventy three to bad. August seventy four. Not sure. I, no, yeah. not sure. Um, and it was revived, of course, in two thousand and nine. Of course. Of, of course. course, with the one and only Catherine Zeta Jones Broadway debut. Mm. Yeah, and Angela Lansbury. Yes, those are the the big names. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. But we'll get to that in mm. in in our casting chat. Uh, so, of course, there was, well, I won't say of course, there was a musical film adaptation uh, of course. in 77. So I haven't listened or watched this. Oh, I've watched it and I've listened to it. Oh, and your thoughts? You know, um, it is quite terrible. It is a real shame because um, with that, um, the original director, uh, it was Hal Prince. Um, yes. So uh, this is the second time yeah. he's done a movie. So he came back, and basically, there's a concept in the in the show where um, there's a quartet of singers. Um, I don't know how to say it. The Lieb Liebnerschmied. Oh, they are the Lids Lids Snorch. It's like it's the Liebenschnorch. Of course. So the the quintet are also called the the Liebeslieder. And like they never say that in the show either, so it's just like, oh yeah, of course. But um, he didn't know how to incorporate them, and they they play such a big part in progressing the narrative and kind of like showing, um, uh, how relationships have, like, been among yeah, well, the other so characters. Greek chorus, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. In um, and, and in the original, they were treated as like other dinner guests. Yes, yeah. Um, and then in the in the London one, they were treated as like ghosts. Memories, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, that that was a great. That was, I believe, that was his idea for the stage show. But he just had no idea how to incorporate into the movie, so he cut them out. Mm. And because of that, a lot of the exposition was cut out. So he had to. The heavy cuts were made. Lots of songs were removed. Um, I think they went to development. Anything left? Well, they went to (laughs) development hell for a bit. So, like, Catherine, um, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, who plays um Desiree Armfeld, the main character, is like constantly shifting between weight. She looks like she's sleepwalking between the scenes. It's quite funny. But there's some kind of like charm behind it. There's like lyrical changes that are kind of nonsensical, but there's some really good performances. Diana Rigg is amazing in it. A lot of the original Broadway cast came back for it. So Len Carroll. Yeah, Len Carew, so Hermione, I, I'm gonna say Jingold. I'm gonna say Jingold. Yeah, I think so. And uh Lawrence Giltard. So uh, they all came back um, and this, the movie is a mess, but like the <laughs> orchestration is really, really lush. Actually, um, the orchestrator won an um, Academy Award for like a special orchestration of, uh, award. 
they made, I think, for the, the, <laughs> the, for the movie. Um, and it's got good things and bad things. The whole actually soundtrack is available on Spotify. So if you are curious about that little gem, which popped up again a couple of years ago after Elizabeth Taylor's death, it is available there. But um, And the movie is alarming, but I'll lend it to you, Zane. It's a, it's oh, a barrel good. of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> An alarming barrel of laughs. Alarming barrel of laughs. Another review with Sam. <laughs> Uh, so of course, I guess we'll get more into it in the uh, in in the music, but uh, there is a lot of kind of music theory around the the triple time that Sondheim used, uh, and the kind of trios of singers and love triangles in in the story. So that's really interesting to get into. I'm going to leave it mostly for Sam in the music, um, but again, uh, Sondheim uses a lot of counterpoint and polyphony. Um, is that how you say that, Sam? Polyphony. I would say polyphony, polyphony but polyphony? also, I mean, who's actually ever said that out loud? Polyphony. Mm, it's one right. of those weird ones. Now, the most famous song from this show, "Send in the Clowns." Little history behind that as well is is again Sondheim. It was just before. It was during the the pre run tour mm. that he wrote and put this in the show. <laughs> this guy off the cuff is just like oh look, I've written the whole show, but it just there's something missing. Bam, yeah, most popular number. And there is it's such a great song because it is ironic in its meaning because it's kind of talking about why this song shouldn't happen for yeah. this character. <laughs> Uh, in in this weird metaphysical because the, the character that sings it is like a fading. Uh, a fading star and so she's saying that usually at this point because something's gone terribly wrong the clowns would come in and so it's kind of but it's forcing the audience to uh kind of sit through this mm. despair that she has it's it's really great uh and i guess we'll talk again more about it in the music let's talk tony's tony 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 it was nominated for 167 a- Tony's. Wow. Some Did I guess categories. right? Over multiple years? Oh, no, maybe. Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it was nominated for 11 Tony Awards. So close. Mm. <laughs> and so it close. won six of them. So it, it won Best Musical, Best Book of a Musical, Best Original Score. Uh, Glynis Johns uh, won for Leading Actress. Mm. And uh, Featured Actress went to Patricia Elliott. Oh, um, Now, both... Patricia Elliott and Hermione Jingold were nominated, so both from the same musical. And the other one at one was Best Costume Design. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the Revival <laughs> won one Tony Award of the four. Controversial win, I believe. Yeah. yeah, so it went to leading actress in a musical to Catherine Zeta-Jones, and it was controversial. Who else? Who else? Um, was nominated that year. Hey, that you... is a good question. Let me Why just find that for you. Well, but, uh, well, uh, <laughs> you should definitely look at her performance at the Tonys, where it's like it's like, where are the clowns instead of sending the clowns? <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> looking around, like with these schizophrenic eyes. Um, I I don't know. I think um, it's the, the interesting thing about Catherine Zeta Jones. I think without her, that revival might never have actually taken place. And I think she was had like kind of been running off a a lot of um, musical success still after Chicago, I think quite regarded as quite the singer and stuff. So um, I believe 
she was kind of the, the one that kind of uh, was the star power behind the show. And so I think that with in mind, people like critics in particular were just a bit enchanted by that and a bit of a blind eye to the rest of the talent that year. So um, in a musical that year, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones for A Little Night Music, of course, uh, Kate Baldwin for Finian's Rainbow, Montego Glover for Memphis, uh, Christiane Knoll for Ragtime, who is mm, my pick yeah. of that one, and Sherry Renee Scott for Everyday Rapture. So, Which I've uh, never heard of. No. Sherry no. Renee Scott, though. Good on her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, Revival that year went to Lacage. Uh, yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> Another Sondheim win. That, that beat Sunday in the Park, I think, when it start when it uh, in the in, in eighty four for its original run. I will trust that that is true. Mm, yes. I do not know. I'm a detective. Spread it. <laughs> uh, so the winner, uh, he won best musical in the year, which is seventy three, and it was up against Don't Bother Me, I Can't Cope, Pippin, <laughs> and ah, Sugar. Right now, Sugar Ooh. has. Got a little bit of uh, spice. Well, Salt. <laughs> I see what you did there. Who am I? No, it's got a little bit of interest in the last couple of years as as someone is trying to get it back up, revived. Is it, is it you? It's not me. Oh. It's not me. <laughs> I unfortunately am not yet a Broadway producer. Mm. Uh, one day, one that's, day. That's the one that's gentlemen prefer blondes. Is it? No. Am I making that up? Mm. Make it up. I don't believe so. Just cut that from the episode. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, not gentlemen prefer her blondes. That's called gentlemen prefer blondes. Mm. Um, I knew what I was talking about when I said it. The other one. Some All like right. it hot. The other one. Yes, I think yeah, so. Yes. Some like it hot. Some like sure. it hot. And I and that's that's <laughs> all that's Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> They're just interchangeable, aren't they? So uh, it uh, premiered in Australia in uh, November. Of 1973. Wow. Who was in the cast then? Uh, in the you... cast, it was Tana Elg, oh. Bruce Barry, Jill Perryman, Doris Fitton, and uh, Anna Russell. Well, I don't know. Jill Perryman is the only name I know. I don't know she's any a tap dancer. Names. That's what she's. <laughs> but I, 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 I have a little bit to add in there uh, during casting because it, it has been revived a couple of times in Australia. Mm. Um, so it, like, it's been pop, very popular. Um, both in the US and around the world. And also a lot with opera companies too. Yes, very yeah. much so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it, it does give singers a lot to go with. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Um, then, all right. You're done. Yeah. You're done. You've done all of it. Yeah. Well, I haven't done all of it. A lot of what no, I want to talk about will happen hmm. in, the, in the other in the other, in the other bits and bits pieces in the and sections. bobs and stuff. All righty. Play that funky music. So let's talk about the plot and characters. It's difficult to talk about the plot because it's not... There's a lot going on. <laughs> it, it's literally like a, a honeycomb of love triangles. Okay. So talk us through the characters, or the, for the basic setup. Where are we? So uh, everything kind of comes to a point in like a country manner. Where uh, all the all the for one reason or another all the main characters are invited um, by uh, sounds like the start of a murder mystery party. Madame Armfeld. Yeah, it could be. It definitely <laughs> could be. If someone died, that's probably what it would turn into. <laughs> However, <laughs> it's a love story. 
Well, it's multiple love stories and that's kind of where it gets complex because there's there's just a web of love triangles happening all over the place. So rather than take you through the plot point by point because that would take a really long time. Well, I'm it would just, take the length of the musical or possibly longer. It would probably, yeah, 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 all right. Yes, I'm mm. going to uh, go through the characters. Yes. And between Sam and I, we will describe what happens. Yes. All right. So Good let's luck start to with you both. Frederick. Uh, Frederick so he, Egerman. He's a successful widowed, that's very important, middle-aged lawyer, and he's, uh, is it 11 months ago, got married to his new 18-year-old wife, Anne. However, it's technically legal, so there you go. Technically legal, (laughs) and she has they have not consummated it because she As he sings in a line, unfortunately still a virgin. (laughs) You can't rush a flower. (laughs) Yes. and so he has a son from his previous marriage who is one year older older than than Anne. Anne. I can see where that's going. Yeah. Frederick Mm. and Hendrick. It's a bit of like an egomaniac thing to call your son <laughs> very similar name. Anyway. Yeah. So Frederick and Henrik. Uh, so enter well, okay. So we've we've spoken about Anne, who is his naive wife, um, still a virgin after eleven months of marriage. So Henrik the son, twenty year well, eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. Um, he's kind of he's described here as very serious. But confused, he reads the works of philosophers and theologians while studying for the Lutheran priesthood. Yes, he's gone off to... Yeah, so he's in the seminary, so he's sexually repressed and it's a great cause of turmoil because he lusts after Anne, his stepmother, his his younger stepmother. His younger stepmother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... uh, so Petra, that's, that's our first love triangle. I will, that's the first love yes. triangle right there. Now Petra is Anne's maid and kind of best friend and confidant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's a bit sassy, uh, very kind of brash and flirty. Now, and experienced with men. Yes, yeah. So she's the opposite of Anne. Yes, yeah. And uh, so Henrik attempts to have an encounter with Petra. Yeah, at some point, enter the second triangle Mm -hmm. of Anne, Henrik, and Petra. Okay. Then we get uh, Desiree Armfelt. So she is uh, the the one successful actress. So now she's touring the countryside um, in what she calls a glamorous life, but the inverted commas are very, very strong in that phrase. So it's, it's kind of heavily implied that her career is dwindling and she's kind of grasping to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Is that that correct, uh, Sam? That is correct. Sorry. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> I was just, you, you, I, I, I confused your, your, your drifting off with dissension with my. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, now, she uh, and Frederick, the the lawyer, the Henrik's father, were. Uh, Former lovers, yeah? So in the past, they, they were lovers so back yes. in the day. Yes, yes. Um, but that was after his wife, 
passed away. I think it was before because they sing about remember in remember they talk about their. That's right. Escapades. Yes. So they were they were kind of lovers while he was still married. Yeah. Right. Good. I, I can't I can't remember. This might be wrong, but uh, she might have turned him down, and then he got married. Then uh, might be making up stuff, but right. Yeah. Nah, let's make up some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's Desiree Armfeld. So that's we... Desiree Frederick and Anne. Yes. Is that triangle? That's that's that triangle. Yes. Then we have Frederica Armfeld. Now that's... again, Fred- what are you going to make? Frederica and Henrik and Frederick and Frederica. Keep that in your mind, though. Uh, <laughs> is Desiree's 13-year-old daughter, of course, there's the maths, uh, who may or may not be the product of Desiree's and Frederick's affair. Mm. Though with a name like Frederica, one yeah. can only assume. It's like almost spiteful. Like, oh, here's yeah. my daughter. She says, like, she's like, here's my daughter, Frederica. And he's like, oh. Now, uh, Madame Le- oh, Leonora Armfeld is Desiree's mother a former courtesan who had liaisons, uh, which she sings about, with royalty. Now, Frederica lives with uh, Madame Armfeld. Because Desiree's touring. Because Desiree's touring around. Mm. So uh, there is a lot in this musical uh, kind of between the Madame Armfeld, who is the older, the grandmother and the younger daughter. Mm. Lots of like like wisdom and kind of... um life advice is kind of passed unwanted between um, like her and, and uh, Frederica. Um, but there is a, there's a great moment where it's actually switched around yes, totally. and, and the, and the granddaughter actually gives the grandmother a, a well, kind of an insight. Yeah. To life. Like yeah. touche. Yeah. Now we have, I'm going to switch the order of the Wikipedia article around here. The <gasps> Countess <gasps> you Charlotte Wikipedia? Well, uh, just to get the, the cast list. Oh so the, the Countess Charlotte Malcolm. Now, so she That's is, who I want to play. That, that, that's the, this is Sam's dream role. Uh, so she is married to Count Carl Magnus Malcolm. Now, Carl <laughs> Magnus is a military man and currently entangled with Desiree. He's having an affair, an with, affair Desiree, with Desiree, but his wife knows that he's having an affair. Yes. As he has multiple affairs. Yeah, so, and her kind of deal is like, well, what can I do? All I can do is kind of manipulate him. And there's, there's, um, a, there's, there's a line which is like, why? Why do I let him treat him like this? Why, why, why? I'll tell you why. I love him. It's just like, oh. Oh. Well, you answered your question there, didn't you? Yeah, so uh, Carl, or Carl Magnus, kind of hypocritically values fidelity and is super possessive of his wife, the Countess. Uh, So she decides to try and make him jealous when it all comes to to pass by seducing Frederick. Ah. Of course. <laughs> he is involved in so many of the triangles. Yeah. Three at the moment. That's yeah. what I mean. Like a honeycomb. It makes a nice hexagon probably. <laughs> uh, so then we have, finally, we have Frid. 
Now, Who, Fred. Mm, yeah. Is he really a character? Yeah. He's not sure. really a character. He had a song at one point and they cut it. <laughs> well, he, he is like, kind this of stupid. He's there for someone else's song and someone else's song yeah. is kind of inspired by him. Yeah. Now, he that that being Petra Sorry, with you. when he, so he, Frid is Madame Armfelt's manservant. And when he arrives, he and Petra have uh, a fling, a, an sorts. assignation, oh. and which, which then <laughs> she, she sings about. So, uh, okay. So, oh, I will put a diagram of these, these are this, this, this interwoven web mm. of infidelity. Uh, There's also that wacky quintet too, but they don't, they're not really. Yeah. So the quintet and the Greek is chorus. there, but they don't really, they're not as characters. Not they the are story. just kind of yeah. commenting on the story. So in the end, spoiler alert, Frederick and Anne do, no, do not end up together. Henrik and Anne run away together. So his son and his stepmother so the 18-year-old and the 20-year-old who was yeah. in the cemetery, they run yeah. away together. Yeah, predictable. Yeah. yeah. Frederick and Desiree recognise that they should probably have always been together. Especially since they have a child together. Yes, and yeah. Frederick officially recognises <laughs> Frederica as his, his daughter. daughter. Oh, wait, you look exactly like me but without what? a beard. Yeah. Also, well, I love your name. <laughs> the, the Count and the Countess, uh, basically the Count... Wins the right to woo the countess in a in a in Russian roulette with Frederick, and <laughs> it's a barrel blast. I'm telling you, yeah, it, it's it's a very funny. It's very funny. It sounds like it could get serious and emotional, but it is kind of treated with a touch of humor. So they end up going away and being together. Now that leaves us with. Petra, who says that she's going to have fun while she can and then she'll get married and then that'll be the end of that and she'll be happy in her married life having had all this fun beforehand. Mm -hmm. Then that leaves us only with Madame Armfelt and Frederica. Oh, and Fred. No, Fred is having the fun with Petra and then going away. Thank you. Now we've wrapped (laughs) that up. (laughs) Um, So, and this is... The the base the final part where where the the older woman and the younger woman discuss what's going on, and that so that's the kind of moment. So the there's the storyline throughout this is that summer smiles on the summer the summer night has gives three smiles three smiles three smiles yes. one to the young which is Anne and Henrik. One to the fools, which is Frederick and Desiree, and one to the old, which ends up being Madame Armfelt as having seen that everyone has kind of found what they want and that she can finally pass away happy. So she gets onto the tire that rises up into the air. Actually, she just kind of... (laughs) Tire? Oh, you haven't seen cat stuff. That's what happened. Oh, no. No, I have. I saw it with, with Delta. Yeah. Actually, she just kind of quietly passes sitting on a bench next to Frederica. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, this Sondheim fellow could learn a few tricks from Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yeah. yeah. Just have Where's three the- characters and the same song. <laughs> and set it in a junkyard, please. Um, yeah. It was okay, originally, I read that his um, Stephen Sondheim's kind of original vision for the story was this very Chekhovian kind of like, ooh, like three act kind of thing where the first was established as um, 
uh, as setting up the story. And the second one was kind of a tie up and it was a bit darker, but because of the book was so um, lighthearted and kind of yeah. funny, uh, it just ended up kind of, he changed a lot of his concept. And actually we'll talk about more in the songs, but a lot of songs were cut to make room for more accessible and care, not carefree, but I guess um, lighter material. Yeah. So originally the concept was to do it in three acts and have multiple love triangles and entirely scored in waltzes. Yeah, that that would have been his original kind of intention, yeah. And mostly so, that stays. But so all the way through he's... A little night music sponsored by or brought to you by the number three. <laughs> yeah. The triangles, I bet they're really cool. <laughs> the triangle. <laughs> and the colour, I don't know. Uh, purple. purple. Yeah. Oh, jinx. Oh, no, kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so great to be in grade five again. <laughs> so is that all we can really go through without uh, that's, without picking? It'll take it. hours. Yeah, no. Like you can go. I'll, I will link to the synopsis, but it is it is dense because it's like this, this person likes this person, but they can't be the, with them for this reason, so they're with no, this I person. I think the diagram's best. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, go with the diagram. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so. A bunch of people turn up to a party. They all leave with different people. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, no, the Count and Countess kind of go away together. <laughs> they definitely leave with a changed perspective on yeah. the person that's right for them. Right. Oh, well, that's sweet. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. You said you had a quote from Judy Dench. Oh, yeah, that's she right. Um describes no, no, the we, plot as? Yeah, so Judy Dench, who was, uh, I think there's an interview we can, we can link to, and she, she has a great performance of the Sending the Clowns as well, but she kind of said that originally it's a very kind of dark play, and I guess it kind of goes back to the original source material um, of the, the film, um, but she said that it's kind of a play, a uh, musical rather, where um, a lot of people are stuck with people that are not right for them, and kind of throughout the course of it, they've gradually and finally kind of fixed into seeing kind of that it's supposed to be the right people at the right time. But it looks pretty grim, prospects, kind of like two-thirds through Act 2. So, yeah. She didn't say the last bit. But it all turns out right in the end. It turns out right in the end after like a big like, oh, everything, like everything goes wrong at one point. And you're like, oh, but like a classic farce, it fixes itself. So, yeah. Marvellous. Well, let's start talking through the music. It takes a while. So, uh, toilet break, anyone? Okay, so we're going to talk about a little night music. Or would you call it yeah. a lot of night music? <laughs> Am I right? I think uh, in the usual terms of Sondheim, yeah, a lot might yes. be more appropriate. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, let's talk about the music. Okay, so the music. So we touched on it kind of briefly a bit before, but basically the original intention and the overall kind of, I guess, outcome of the show is that a lot of the music is actually composed in a waltz kind of time. So Brought to you um, by the number three. Yes, number three and triangles. I bet they're really cool. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the whole thing is kind of um, the, very much um, the underlay and I guess kind of the musical is tied together by this um, beautiful, uh, what's called the night waltz, which is presented in the overture, <clears throat> comes back a few times and then also appears throughout the second half with different lyrics, different kind of passages of time being mentioned in the lyrics. Um I think my favorite line from like one of the, the I think the smartest rhymes also like, is this in Act Two when they open and say that like the hands on the knock, the hands on the clock turn but don't sing a nocturne just yet. So it's like very 
airy, beautiful, um, like lovely lyrics like that. <sighs> so Sondheim. <laughs> um, it's like it's just bordering on pun enough that I don't know whether I can let it go. <laughs> you can. I, you I can. do. I do with Sondheim. I but, let um, him get away with a lot. We, we, t- we do talk though a lot about how um, trios are kind of important. So there's always the, the trio, there's either a trio of songs that are performed by three different characters or there'll be a duet that's kind of performed by two characters talking about a third character. So there's always kind of th- three people in the subject of any songs. Um, and I guess the song, like, the, like for example, uh, something like that would be You Must Meet My Wife, which um, uh, Desiree and Frederick are talking about Anne. Um, in praise of women, the count is talking about um, himself and his relationship with his wife, but also with Desiree and to a lesser extent, Frederick. Um, and then of course the big one would be now soon later where the three characters in the Egerman household talk about wanting someone at a certain point of time, like uh, um, Frederick wants to have like intercourse yes, with um, and right now, now. <laughs> she says, I'll be with you. I'll be ready for you soon. And Henrik says, uh, he's always told later. So when is later? So, and that I think in my opinion is the best example of a trio that kind of comes together with three separate melodies that seamlessly kind of integrate back. Yeah. Into so one. right at the start of the show, you've got now with Frederick later with Henrik soon with Anne, and then the trio mm. of soon later now, which and- the amazing thing is they also all come back in act two to um to herald back to their characters and say like uh, uh like like it sums up their relationships again at the end so it's very clever in that respect too um the original orchestration and a little bit um definitely for his his work which won an award for the movie Jonathan um Tunick, uh it, it really kind of plays on Scandinavian kind of uh, musical styles so like Grieg and um, Shostakovich and uh, Rachmaninoff, the beautiful, luscious orchestration and Tchaikovsky particularly as well. Um, the trills kind of of woodwinds and strings is like very present and very kind of um, romantic and it lends itself to that kind of luscious nature of the score too. Um, the most famous songs we've already kind of pointed out is Send in the Clowns, which uh, was actually like- The a, late edition. The late edition, yeah. Good so. on you, Steve. <laughs> And like it's actually written, like it's very famously written for um, an actor, actor that can sing rather than a singer that can act. And like yeah. the the way that the um, phrases are written is supposed to be giving. An em- I remember reading like uh, the emphasis is supposed to be more so on the um, uh, like the last line. For example, it's like maybe next year. The focus is on year. I'm uh, sorry, is on next rather than yeah. year. And so it's so. Like, uh, the the actress in, in in question here was uh Glennis Johns. Mm. Now, so she had a kind of a very silvery, silvery voice, yes. but is is described as but she had trouble sustaining yep. notes. So he would write it so that it would just kind of like she would hit the words and then it would fall Isn't off and it move on. Rich? To, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Are we up pair? So she doesn't actually have to sustain yeah. big long phrases, unlike the. And yeah. I think like that that's what makes. A big part of what makes that song so performable, performable, yeah. is because it's so different to what that song would be written by by a written more for a singer. Yeah, uh, well, like, written absolutely. for someone yeah, who yeah. wanted um, to show off their voice, yeah, that's right. rather than someone who wanted to act through it. I think that's something that Sondheim gifts to his performers regularly. Mm. Yeah, you know, he is he is acting in song. 
and that's um, the when I was in university, it was something that because I studied specifically musical theater, mm. not theater and music, uh, we did a lot of talking about the what separated musical theater as an art form from right. either you know one or the other, mm, yeah. and yeah. that that point of you know that acting comes first, and if the acting isn't happening in the song. There's no point in singing it. Absolutely, totally. yeah. Um, because then you just go off and do a music degree and become <laughs> a singer, right? Um, but actors don't care about music. No, that's not true. Uh, but I, I remember having a very in-depth conversation about that concept with uh, our acting teacher mm. at one particular time. And uh, as an example, we were shown that footage of Judy Dench singing right. Sen in the yeah. House. Yeah. And it has stuck with me. And I've regularly gone back and watched that footage when I've been worried about your about own my own. Yeah. Am I getting the balance right? Really? And I would just go back and and watch that again and go, "That's the craft." Go I back mean, to that. Judy Dench, not only in a little night music, but also when she did cabaret, like her her take on on Sally Bowles is entirely different to anything you've ever seen because she isn't. A singer, yeah, totally. And so she really like she she really uses um, the 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 well the craft of acting yeah. to kind of give reason why her voice isn't. Well, that's a good example for <laughs> yeah. that because Sally Bowles is meant to be a terrible performer. Yeah, the person <laughs> the person who turned that around was when they made a movie and they put bloody Liza, you know, Minnelli. Liza Minnelli in there <laughs> belting her face off. And uh, mm. she really changed the the look and feel <laughs> of, Sally of Sally Bowles. In saying that, anyway. like, there's so many great songs in this that can, uh, that, that are um, acted to perfection by a lot of like really great yeah. performances. Um, Every day, a little death um, is just. Uh, oh, it's a lovely upbeat number. Yeah, well, <laughs> every no, day no. a little death is is <laughs> the Countess <laughs> singing <laughs> about how uh, badly she's treated. Yeah. every day a little death. But, uh, sorry. <laughs> There's a Something's happening. Oh, what, <laughs> a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Has a song that's almost exactly the same. Da 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 da. da, da. da. Just oh yes. There. I was like, <laughs> ah. Anyway. Oh no, I, th- I thought you had some great insight. I was like, ah, that's, that's amazing. No, that, well, what, what's just, the song called? I don't know. We're I gonna find it. And we're gonna pop it. But at, below everybody somewhere. ought to have a maid. Isn't that everybody the same? It's very similar. Yeah. Very I'm similar not... melody. Melody. Yeah, yeah. But there's this. Oh, I, the the uh, the lyrics in this show. I just think are just amazing. Um, the, the, the line of that song is is um, I think my favorite is that men are stupid, men are vain. Love's disgusting. Love's insane. A humiliating business. And then Anne just pipes up. It's like, oh, how true. In the background, <laughs> it's so funny and yeah. feeble, but sad and. It's it's just it brings so much to it's it. It's really witty. Like yeah. It, er, yeah, everything has absolutely like with Sondheim and all of this stuff. Everything has a meaning and a purpose. Absolutely, yeah. and like um, certainly in um, a weekend in the country, um, I st- still listen to it. Like, I, and I don't know all the words in that still after hundreds of listenings. Hundreds, yeah, sure. Um, but then, like, there's like, um, we're not gonna fact check it's, you. That's that's the end of Act One song when everyone is packing to go to a weekend in the country at Madame Anfeld, um, Madame Anfeld's. Um, and uh, there's like, there's like, there's the usual kind of chatter, like, um, of his that's really like that idiosyncratic kind of Sondheim. They're singing the oh, 
well, we're packing up. And then in the background, someone says, well, pack champagne and caviar. Someone else is saying, pack everything white, pack my wonderful suits, pack everything I own that shoots. And like, it's just a hundred eight people speaking (laughs) over the top of each other. And then it kind of like comes together with right at the end with this big group chorus number. It's just so clever. Who'd have thought with a Sondheim? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and then lots of characters kind of jumping in for other, like others, like, um, you must meet my wife. Yeah. Let me get my hat and my knife. Desiree snarkily kind of says at the side. But um, yeah, it's just uh, very much um, great kind of character performances. And that's the reason why Elizabeth Taylor was cast in the movie. Um, Desiree, again, um, performed originally by Glennis Johns and then Judy Dench, um, Gene Simmons. Not strong singers, but great performers. And so a lot of kind of comic timing can come out of it. Elizabeth Taylor actually didn't know how to even when to sing her phrases. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I read that the when they're doing the recording session, someone had to just squeeze her hand when it was time to sing the next phrase <laughs> because they couldn't track it separately. They had yeah. to record at the same time as the orchestra and they were just like, oh. Next next line. So, um, and it's like you know, it's like it's 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 a it's a bit of a feeble performance, but um, the character of it still comes through, and it's, that's I think with this one in particular, and same with Henrik's character talking and singing in later. Um, I think character almost play, almost plays the same um, importance and strength in this show. Yeah, as the Muzak. As the Muzak. As the Muzak. Yeah, yeah, which is I think extremely tuneful, beautiful, very soaring, like. Although, yeah, as I, I say that, I don't really care so much for the second act. Like, um, in uh, the if only uh, if it, um, it would have been wonderful. Yeah, it which was originally called if I think, which would have been clever because we would have had now, soon, later, if sending the clowns, whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like, so like everything kind of propels it forward, but it's just like that. That one's a bit of a bore for me. It's very clever though. It would have been wonderful. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of a everyone a needs a skip song somewhere. Wit song. Yeah. 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 Oh, actually, though, what are your thoughts on liaisons? I, I honestly think it's it's there because Matt oh, felt needed a song. It. It's so <laughs> boring. It's basically just things like, oh, I had sex once, and then I did it again. But then, like, fair play, very important for later. Yeah, right. At the I, end. I think if if it was going to be improved, it could only be by adding Frederica into it a Absol- bit more yes, as like totally. an active participant oh. rather than just an audience. Yeah. And as a side note, um, in the movie, there's actually, so the, the play actually has a really wonderful number called the glamorous life where they sing about Desiree going around like in second class coaches yeah. and eating sandwiches, but whenever she wants, so it's still glamorous. Like, <laughs> um, and in the movie, they actually, uh, cause they removed that quintet. They actually re- replaced it with a big solo number for Frederica, who doesn't actually think have any songs. Not solos. Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Um, but she gets a whole solo about how like she misses her mom all the time, constantly. It's 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 a wonderful number. Like Audrey McDonald does a really wonderful performance of it. Yeah. But uh, it's I think it's being integrated into some stage numbers, but not very well. But yeah, so like that's well, so there, ha- there the have formula. been a few that have no, been yeah. cut. It doesn't fit the no, formula. It doesn't. It doesn't belong. Take it, doesn't it away. Belong there. Take it away. There, there was another cut song called "My Husband the Pig," which yes. is sung by <laughs> that sounds Charlotte, fun. the Countess. But, yeah, but um, and the, the uh, one revival in the U- UK, I think, put it back in, but they were like, "Oh, that didn't work so well." Um, but <laughs> there's another song called "Bang," which was replaced by "In Praise of Women" and uh, two fairy tales, which was supposed to be sung by Anne and 
Henrik. Henrik. Yeah. About each other. And then Frid had a song originally. Called Silly People. Silly People. <laughs> um, Frid is, of course, the manservant. There's a silent character now. <laughs> he almost had a three-minute number and it's gone. So, yeah. <laughs> almost. Oh, well. Almost. Almost. Um, but I just, I just like to point out the irony that uh, Charlotte's number called uh, My Husband the Pig <laughs> is, being, is replaced with In Praise of Women, which is... The Count's number. Yes. So her song is replaced with the Count's song. And like, what a pig. The, the, that, that song, I used to kind of like, be like, oh, this is a Snorfest too, but like, I really quite enjoy the lyrics in it. Like, especially this, like, I don't, like, I just find um, misogyny is just hilarious as a concept. It's like, how can you, how can you be misogynistic towards, yeah. like, but then he sings this line where he's like, ah, uh, women, uh, if we had to live without them, the world would be a poorer if purer place and it's just like as he's talking about his infidelities yeah. to his wife and it's just like oh <laughs> uh, it's like yeah it's very very clever and it's funny now because like you know like yeah. in this, like a society i think is a bit more progressive it's just like look back and that's how men used to behave but also like, oh, still do, but. it would have been wonderful it's literally blaming women for being so perfect yeah yeah uh, yeah so like, it puts on his head and they're like like if only Pick she was side, fat if guys. only she was well, miranda if you weren't just so perfect you wouldn't have all oh, these issues i know i know <laughs> <laughs> all right well um so just to wrap up Lovely music, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very li- witty lyrics. Oh, the best. One great acting through song pieces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good choice for opera companies. Absolutely, yeah. Big luscious orchestrations. Yeah. Uh, one final side note. Um, I think when they revived it on Broadway, it only had eight people, so I think it was a bit of a challenge, and I think it loses a bit of its charm. Um, because oh, plus. Because they took out the quartet, you mean eight uh, performers? No, uh, quartet still there. Um, eight um orchestra members. So originally, oh, they cut it down. Yes, originally it had twenty five oh, no. pit members at the Schubert Theatre where it um premiered, but um they replaced cut, them all with of keyboards. course. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know the harp on a classic, you know, yeah, um keyboard. But uh, yeah, I think so. I will say as a side note, if you are going to go out and listen to this musical, I would really recommend the original Broadway cast recording, which is like the best. Also, I don't know why cast recordings now don't use reverb. Like, just pop it on. It makes it listenable. Just pop it on. Just, just, just do it, it, guys. Pop Come on, on just do it. Reverb. Um, yes. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks, Sam. You're that welcome. was an exciting conversation. Wasn't it just? <laughs> yeah. This is fun. Let's talk Sondheim music more often. Actually, I think that was really good time. Yep, really good time. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. Some would say the quickest, the yeah. which I would. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you win a prize. Um, we're going to present it to you right after this break. All right, let's talk about uh, various productions of A Little Night Music and who was in them slash involved with them. So let's start with Harold Prince, the original director who also directed mm. the movie. The movie. And took the Broadway production to West End. Classic move. Yeah. Yep. Um, he was a very famous producer and director in, and did a lot of work on Broadway. If mm. you don't know his name. You should. You should. So look him up. He's worked on a billion things. And he has one 
21 Tony Awards. That's almost as many as me. <laughs> well, according to Wikipedia, it's more than any other individual. So maybe yeah, they haven't, well. <laughs> they yeah, don't well. know about you yet. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I'm including eight for directing and eight for producing Best Musical. Has he won any Helpmans though? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm aware, but he, um, he did bring a lot of shows from Broadway to Australia. <laughs> okay, thanks. In, in thanks, the. Al. Back in the day, they say. So there's a little info about Harold Prince for you. So the original Broadway production, Frederica, Judy Kahan. Is that Judy Kahn? Do we know her? Because I always confuse Judy Kuhn, Judy Kahn, and Judy Kahan. This, what, this is Judith Kahan. Uh, she's an American actress I don't and television know her. writer. Okay. Most famous for playing Frederica in the original Broadway production of Little Night Music. All right. So maybe, maybe that's it. I can't that's even think of are. a line. Oh no, she sings one line, doesn't she? So I'm uh, Madame Armfeld, Hermione Gingold or Jingold. We had a little chat about it before. Um, Henrik, played by Mark Lambert, and by Victoria Mallory. Victoria Mallory. I feel like it has to be. Said As a like cute that. little side note, um, <laughs> yeah. they fell in love. Aww. And the original actors and and Henrik, Henrik and Anne, yeah, and they ran off together. They they fell in love and they watched. They would watch the um, Sending the Clowns finale side stage every night. Aww. Yeah, and they were together until Victoria died. Unfortunately, I think last year. No but, um, love triangles for them. No, it was that's that's just true love. I think. Do they 18. have any wee little burns? Well. Yes. Well. Yes, we'll they get do. to at that. least one. Oh, okay. At least one screamer. <laughs> Uh, Petra by D. German Bartlett. Not the, <laughs> D. Um, I'm going to look at my other. No, just D. Okay, apparently you don't need any more actual names. Yeah, like than Desiree. That. Desiree, played Laugh. by Glynis Johns and various other people also in the cast. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, uh, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Patricia Elliott won the Tony. Uh, don't worry about it. For Charlotte. Yes. Yeah. Patricia. Patricia for the Countess. Patricia. Um, film, soap opera, and television actress, apparently. Patricia. Patsy. Patsy, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Patsy. Very good. Yes. Uh, the first international production opened at Her Majesty's Theatre in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. What? Culture? Yeah, Who'd yeah, have thunk yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> don't worry, so don't worry. It was there. like 40 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> we got better. 1973. <laughs> uh, with a cast including Tane Elg. 99. Bruce Barry, Jill Perryman, who, um, Doris Fitton, Anna Russell and Geraldine Turner. Mm. Mm. So uh, Geraldine Turner is probably the most, one of the most famous names there. Um, and Jill yes. Perryman, if you're in the dance world, you you would probably tip tapping, whip tapping on the prairie. Yeah. So oh, Geraldine yes. Turner came back to the mm. Sydney Theatre Company's 1990 production as well. Who also yes. uh, with a young Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. In 1990, she United must have States been a... of Tara on stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was yeah. another production in '97 with Melbourne Theatre Company with Helen Morse and John O'May, oh. and uh, far more recent 2009 Opera Australia with Sigrid Thornton and Anthony Warlock. Yes, I saw that one. It was yeah? lovely, really lovely. wonderful, wonderful just show. Really nice. Oh, just yeah. just lovely, Anthony Warlock. <laughs> Bellowing on stage. 
We do like a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, so the London production in 1975, 406 performances with Frederica Christine McKenna. Who's this Hermione Gingold she's again? She's back and she's cooler than ever. Playing <laughs> Madame Havelt. <laughs> Uh, Terry Mitchell as Henrik, Veronica Page as Anne. Is that related to Elaine? I don't know. Uh, um, Joss Ackland as Frederick. Who, Diane. little side note, was uh, the original Perron in Evita. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Diane Lanton as Petra, Gene Simmons as Desiree. And some other people. Love Gene Simmons. If you have seen Howl's Moving Castle, she is the all, she is older Sophie in that, and mm. she's just lovely. Jean Marilyn Simmons, OBE. I'm so An sorry. English actress and singer. A well-spoken young starlet, possibly not young she was she, playing um, Desiree. She actually uh, could sing a lot better than Glynis Johns and actually gave us some extra lines um, to oh. sing. Oh, there's she's a not great, beautiful you know. photograph of her from the 1950s on her Wikipedia Whoa, page. Who is she? Yes. What eyeshadow is she wearing? I'm not sure. It's in black and white, though. <laughs> <laughs> she has won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actress in Guys and Dolls. There you go. The movie? Yeah. The, the Golden Globes do musicals for a year? <laughs> Sorry, she must have been in the movie. Huh. Uh, she also it, did the United States tour. <laughs> of Tara. I was like, whoa. Um, oh, she did the US tour in 1974. That was the year before the 95, the 1975 London production. Oh, this is all out of whack, guys. Oh, US national gracious. tour the year before. Uh, Gene Simmons as Desiree. George Lee Andrews as Frederick. And Margaret Hamilton as Madame Armfelt. Margaret Hamilton, of course, being not, the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes, from not from The Wizard of Oz. The famous musical Hamilton. No. <laughs> Weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. So anyone who's been just in no. Hamilton is now just Sam Hamilton. <laughs> um. So. Um. The London revival is that. Um. That should be notable with Jay Dench. With Jay Dench. Ninety-five London revival at the Royal National Theatre. I don't know who plays Anne in that cast, but she has a throaty voice, and she works it. <laughs> Judy Dench played Desiree. Uh, Joanne Riding, Joanna Riding played uh, Anne. She was in Into the Woods, I think. There you go. Thanks, Joey. So I've I, I will link two different recordings of Judy Dench singing "Singing in the Clowns," uh, filmed about twenty years apart. apart. Mm, yeah. yeah, they're it's both really interesting they're to both look at amazing them. to watch. She's so famous for having her KL as a clown. Yes. Clowns. Sending the clowns. Clowns. Oh, Joanna Riding has also played Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. So much Wizard of Oz going on in a little night music. There's really just those two. But uh, So yeah. many. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> two, the two of the two we looked up, so. Um, what's it, who were we just talking about? Joanna Riding. Also, Guys and Dolls, done Guys and Dolls. She has, yes. She's played Eliza Doolittle in in Into the Woods. My Fair Lady. Maybe. She played Jane Smart in The Witches of Eastwick. That's how I know her name would have come up recently. I think think you're thinking of a different Joanna. You're thinking of Joanna, what's her face? 
Oh, so you're from thinking the movie. Of, uh, sorry, everyone. Oh, no, hang on. Right, she'd appeared as Cinderella's mother in gotcha. the film of ah. Into the Woods. Yeah, you know your stuff. Just uh, occasional facts about some people that you sometimes <laughs> mention. <laughs> That's <laughs> all anyone That's can all ask. London revivals. <laughs> Uh, the 2008 London Revival, directed by Trevor Nunn, also had some other people in it. Uh, that was exciting to read just now. Far more interesting, though, Broadway Same Revival. Same year, Broadway Revival. With a, uh, what are our initials? C, Z, J. Angela Lansbury as Madame Armfeld, and in her Broadway debut, Catherine Zeta-Jones as Desiree. Mm. Now replacing them though, how yes, a much more interesting pairing. Yes. That I would have loved to see. So Bernadette Peters actually stepped in for um, CZJ, CZJ, and uh, Elaine Strick. Elaine Strick. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, what a different pairing, right? Yes, to, like, <laughs> so different. Bernadette and Elaine compared to yeah, there's because they they redid they closed the show I think for a, like a yeah, couple a of weeks bit. maybe yeah. or a month to reblock it and like Bernadette Peters portrayal is way more emotional than Catherine Zia Jones's. Like there's a clip of her singing Send the Clouds. She's just like bawling, like tears down her face. And I was like, whoa, Bernadette. <laughs> so like, after that replacement, they then extended their mm, season yeah, because yeah. the, you've the got new casting. Was- Bernadette Peters and Elaine Stritch, why not? And yeah. also in that cast, uh, there was some, so uh, I know at least one, but you said there were two. Oh, oh, look at this. Victoria mm. Mallory and Mark Lambert. Mm. Their daughter, yeah. yes. Uh, what's her name? Ramona. Ramona. So Ramona played Anne, which was notable because that was the role her mother had played. Like yes. When she met her father. Yeah. And so Aww. she, I'm pretty sure she got that role, though, because of that <laughs> legacy. She's not a very good singer, unfortunately. No. No, oh, no, no, I actually, listened to the recording. She's not terrible. I would describe her as oafish on that role. That's well, harsh. That is harsh. Right? And it's a heart like that. She can't just like, oh, Victoria Malloroy's performance is no one has ever come close to it. I think Rebecca yeah. Bottonet did a, a great performance at um, Théâtre du Châtelet in France, but uh, in 2011, I want to say, but... She can't replicate the mum. She can't replicate her mum. Can't do it. She can't do it. Can't do it. But you said there was another one too um, that uh, was related to a cast member in the revival, or is that? I don't think I did. Oh I no, I I've worked it out now. It's the two original cast members have one daughter. Yes, yes that's correct. Just completing the triangle. <laughs> the triangle. I bet they're really cool. They're everywhere. <gasps> Triangles tri- are everywhere. Wow. Um. Just another brief mention, a whole lot of opera companies have done this um, right throughout the US and around the world. Um, Everywhere. But there's one here, I think this is New York City Opera. They've done it like Mm -hmm. a thousand billion times. 1990, 1991, 2003. Well, let's stop uh, briefly at 2003 featuring a young Anna Kendrick as Frederica. I had no idea. Alongside Jeremy Irons as Frederica. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) As whom? Frederick. Dad. Not not Frederica. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be so nice. Who played um, Desiree? That would have been something. 
Uh, Juliet Stevenson as Desiree. She sounds so familiar. Let's click on the link and I find b- out. I bet she was in Into the Woods or something. <laughs> no, uh, oh, I did actually, yeah, she's best known for her role in the film Truly Madly Deeply, which is a fantastic film. If you've never seen it, go do that. Um, she's done a bunch of other things. She's a very recognisable English actress. Here's what she looks like. Oh, oh, yes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Jeremy I, Irons. <laughs> I can't get, get over that. Past it. I, oh, didn't no, I didn't know that he Ben's sang. like Beckham. That's how I know her. Yeah, she was in that. <laughs> she was in that. Um, Mark Kudish. Mm, doesn't look familiar. But nah. the name Good sounds try, very familiar. He was also in that production. It's like every time this show gets put on, there's like, there's like, well, the, everyone would be talented, but it's just like it's, it's a dynamite cast member in like every cast. I feel like. Well, I think it comes back to the fact that it's it has the, the glorious music, mm-hmm. so it's attractive on a um, musical sense to you know classical music fans as well as musical theatre people. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to have a few different draw cards there. Yeah, and then it's got it's an actor's piece mm. so you can bring in actors yep yep and the actors can do a bit of singing because sometimes it's really easy to just pick up it's so melodic um, yeah sometimes <laughs> notoriously easy to yeah. just learn uh, but i i think that maybe sometime more than other shows does a yeah. good job of yeah, attracting yeah, yeah, yeah. actors actors yeah for that reason anyway so that's that's it I don't think it's got any amazing special effects. They don't fly anybody or oh, blow about, anything up. It has a special effect called love. Um, no, I like I, I the entire set is oh, made out of triangles. There is always oh my goodness, no, I don't know. <laughs> but they're really cool. Um, <laughs> act two always starts with a car coming on stage. I think that's a, that's there's always a big deal. The car. They, 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 the, it's like the helicopter in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Saigon. No, it's slightly like the, less impressive, but the, yeah. the, the, the when the families arrive on at the manse, they uh drive in. Like people cheered when I saw it. Um, so there's more than one car. Then there's, there's it's the, like a whole the two, car park full of cars. There's the Eggermans and the Count and Countess. Is there three cars? I want there, there to be no, three cars. No, nope, I'm not seeing it. Uh, That's it. I'm shut done it down. With you. That shut was it quick. <laughs> First you put in those two bars of 2-4 and now this. It's like, no. do you want to like stick to waltzes or not? Like, you know what You know what you get when you add two and four together? Six. And then you divide that by two? But yeah, but we're not, only talking about three. We're not adding. You don't add. That's not how time signatures work, okay? Uh, it can. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. we're going to take a quick break while we explain musical notation design and we'll be right back. So who would we cast in the next um, production? It's like in terms of Desiree, I guess there's just so many, um, like so many amazing um, female actresses that could play that role. I love, I always love um, Marion Cotillard. She's just my like pick for any musical performance ever. Ever since I like her performance in like nine, I'm just like, she's could play 
All of them. All, all roles of them. Yeah. Done. I'd be so down for her to, if there was like, if we ever got the chance or even on stage to um, see another um, little night music movie, I'd be like, she'd be number one. Amazing. Ah. You wouldn't go on Meryl Streep? Oh, she's like, again, she'd be amazing as well. I mean, how could, how could she not be? Like, um, uh, <laughs> And she loves Sondheim. She broke her witch rule to do into the Yes, world. yes. I remember reading about that. Um, uh, I don't know, though. Um, well, perhaps she'd make a better countess. Oh, God, she'd be so fucking funny. How old is that couple? She, she would be a good countess. She would be. I will say that. <laughs> she would be a good countess. Yes. But there's, there's a lot of people that could be a good countess. Okay. Sorry, I love how I just let switch this over to movie casting now, but like on stage too, it would be great. So, yeah, no, well, we did multi, multi, both. Well, Frederick. They'll do a full season and then film it. Love Jake. it. Yeah. Gyllenhaal. Who? Jake Gyllenhaal. <gasps> Jake Gyllenhaal. Hmm. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know if he's old enough. He, he is on the very young side of what yeah. Frederick would need to be, but I think he's a little too old for Henrik. Yes, I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. It's so tough. Like, and like he's obviously proved like he can mm. hold it and sustain it quite well. Um, I saw John Barrowman today. He would can he be, play Frederick? Uh, the he, count. He'd be a perfect count. Yeah, oh, he'd be so count. good. Yes. Oh, right. yes. And can I also just point out I saw John Barrowman today? Okay. Just, right. we'll <laughs> and put why, the photo why is he on the podcast now? Um, well, I didn't quite get a chance to ask him. Oh, um, I see. I know where you're Sorry, this is Hugh Jackman all over again, but <laughs> this time it's my fault. Oh, uh, yeah. But Hugh we'll Jackman. put the photo up of uh, him and I doing jazz hands. Because right. right. you yeah, saw we'll him because that. of his musical talents, not because of any torch work. Well, any... apparently he's done some Doctor Who stuff. I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> now watch the complaints flood in. You are a true in. fan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to um, casting. Back I just, to casting. oh my gosh. Um, can we, uh, following the tradition of just moving up in the roles and, you know, family breeds family, um, can we put Tony Collette in one of the <gasps> older roles now? Oh, what's well, like she could put, oh, I, don't, I don't know if she can sing, but like. She can. She can, she can sing. She's not. She'll be a good She's not what you so. think of as a Broadway party. singer. Yeah. Um, but she can sing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know. And I think of, she yeah. could definitely manage. Desiree or the Countess or? Probably, probably Desiree. Yeah. You know what? Let's just chuck Anna Kendrick in as Petra. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. She'd yeah. do it. Great. Yeah. yeah. I die. Great. <laughs> like, oh yeah. An entire cast of people who have previously played. <laughs> Other roles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but who would play Fred? I mean, that's the question. You'll everyone's... have to do it, Sam. I guess I could manage that. Yeah. <laughs> the silent role. The silent role. <laughs> who would play Madame Arnfeld, though? Oh. I feel like she's not quite old enough for like uh, Meryl Streep would not. Oh no! I, I With think prosthetics, she could, maybe. No, <laughs> I, I think she could do it. I think she would do it. Like a like an August Osage kind of yeah. Esque. Oh, yeah. Uh, or also, uh, Judy Dench. Oh, Jay Dench. Yes, I mean, bring her back. She's, she yeah, she's come up and you know she played oh, played yes. Desiree. Makes you sense. just put her in in a in, I. Madame. Love that. Keeping it in the fam. I yeah. So love that. In the fam, so to speak. So, so, to speak. so to speak. There's never been like, um, for this show, there's never really <laughs> been any Broadway singer that I've been like, oh, I would love to hear them sing this role or mm. this song in particular or anything. Um, 
Yeah. Audrey McDonald like does an amazing glamorous life, um, which is originally by for Frederica. <sighs> but she could play some what is her any name? Any of the women, I guess. What is her name? Audra McDonald. Audra McDonald. No, 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 no. Audra McDonald. Uh, Miranda. The Miranda one, sings. The one. The one. Miranda Selwood. The one. The one that Seb doesn't like. The actress, Christine. Christina Ricci. Baranski. Christine Baranski. Who would she play? Countess. Oh, that's perfect. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who doesn't like her? It's like Miranda. The one that Seb doesn't like. What? No, Seth doesn't like, like me. Uh, <laughs> I'm so I, confused by everything that just happened. <laughs> that is okay. Yeah, yeah no, Christine Baranski. She's sure. a bit of, she's a bit of a staple when it comes to musical movies now. It's like, oh, yeah. where is she? <laughs> just oh. throw it. Where are we yeah. going to put her? I'm actually worried about what they've done with her and Mamma Mia too, because it looks like they've made her like super caricaturish. But you know, yeah. I might be alone in my attachment to her character. <laughs> but you know, I only just saw Mamma Mia last year. And and your were thoughts? That's you, fine. Were you thrilled by it? I was just uh, happened. Yeah, yeah. a good time. I was like, oh, cross this off the list now. <laughs> oh, finally, cross it off the list. Well, any uh, other any other burning burning Dreamcast? No, I will say though, just as a side note, um, I guess I should have mentioned this before. For the last movie casting that they did, um, uh, Chloe Franks, I think her name is she, um, who played Petra. Mm. Also voiced the <laughs> voiced the 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 singing voices of Desiree and and that would have been confusing. Frederica, Frederica. So just all of them, just everyone except the she. Countess. She voiced four of the women, and like you can hear, like on the start of a week in the country, she's literally just singing to herself, <laughs> like "Look, Mom, an invitation." That's oh. not confusing at um, all, and. Diana Who made that decision? Well, because all the actresses they cast couldn't actually sing. And for the show, for the, the um, Leslie, Leslie Andale couldn't sing. And um, But you get different people to voice them so they sound yeah, different. Yeah, but then the, the, I guess I just, the, the, I think they ran very under, oh, sorry, I remember, this is, sorry, this is like totally sidestepping away from Dreamcast, but they moved the casting from Sweden to Norway or something. And so like, because they were financed better over there. Anyway, so there's like a whole song and dance about that, but Hermione Jingold's song also got cut. And so literally the women that you hear in the movie are all this one character except for Diana Rigg who played um, the Countess. And it's just, it's kind of remarkable how she manages to go through them. So I suggest we just do that again and we just cast, you know, Anna Kendrick <laughs> as every role. One, one singer, that's all you need to get through. Yeah. Um, quick question, where's Zach? I was going to say, Frid. I guess he could be either Frid or he could No, he be. can't be a silent role. Or he Why? could be Henrik. He He'd is... be good Henrik. He Would could he? be Henrik. He could be Henrik. Yeah. He's a bit too attractive to play Henrik though. Um, is that a problem? I, I I don't. I think he could get past it. Yeah. Yeah. The only, yeah, no, it's like. I'm past it. There's just like, there's um, he's one He's not note. 20 anymore. No. No, no a, a lot of people aren't 20 anymore. Okay, he's just, a babe right, though. Okay, so. Good. Okay, well, I'm glad he's in this somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I ask. Yeah, that's that's a tough one because, like, Just put him as Fred. Come on, be a manservant. No, he deserves better than that. You know it. I don't know that. We need to I hear don't. his beautiful pop. I just tones. would never want to hear him go the for God's mm. sake. I'd just be like Zach. No, 
No. <laughs> you get out of here with your Zach ne- negativity, I, okay? I, oh, you're, I'm sorry. You're out voting, Miranda. <laughs> Maybe today, but just know. Just know. No, I'm, not, I'm all about Zach. I'm all about Zach. Julie's mm-hmm. saying, yeah, hashtag Zach. Well, if Julie likes Zach you. so much, why isn't she here to defend him? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> On that note. We have to put a little night music on some top five lists. Um, I'm going to start with top five titles ripped off Mozart. <laughs> oh, God, that always happens, yeah. Like, honestly, that guy's just rolling around in his grave because people keep ripping off his titles. Mm. I don't know, has mm-hmm. it happened to anyone? I, I don't know. Can we I name any so. others? Uh well, um, <laughs> top five shows with a title that makes no sense. Flute. <laughs> but usually it's he just, wrote that though, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. So you don't yeah, really, yeah. really count. Top five music. Oh, Ida. No, top wait, five, no, that's Birdie. Like, yeah. top, top five number of love triangles. Yes. in a musical. It's that's pretty high up there. Top five infidelities, definitely. Um. Uh, top five. Are there any musicals actual about infidelities in in the show, or just attempted infidelities? Charlotte and, and talking uh, about Count. it. Count and Desiree. True. One. Oh, good. There we go. <laughs> it's on the list. Uh, top musicals. Uh, top five musicals in three, four time. Yeah. Yeah. So much. So many. Time. Various iterations of Waltz. So it's not yes. all three, four, right? Yeah, sorry, Wads. Yeah. You are correct. Yeah. Top yeah. five parlor comedies. Oh, that's good. Ooh, Top five farces, okay. some might say. Yeah. Is that the same thing uh, as a I'm parlor not, comedy? I'm not sure if it's a farce, though. It's not kind of like everything goes wrong and then it's fixed. Some might consider being with the wrong partner. A, uh, <laughs> uh, everything's every, gone wrong. Yeah, everything's gone wrong. Um, <laughs> Would you put it on top five Sondheims? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's number one. Is okay. it? Yep. I, I would put I it wait on that. Top It's five not sometimes. even your favourite Sondheim. It's so accessible, though. As Sondheims uh, go, it's pretty accessible. Yeah. Okay. What, what, I don't think, like, what would you? Well, it's more accessible to well, who, though? To well, that's the thing. Classical music fans. It, well, it's, it's classical musicals <laughs> because I would say that Into the Woods and oh, Sweeney. Oh, Into the are, Woods. I was like, there you go. Yeah. More... Sweeney I don't think is as accessible, though. And I, I, I love Sweeney Todd. Like, I know everywhere that's Sweeney Todd. I still don't know some words, like the songs in this, but I'm just like, if, yeah, again. I think it's well, there's so many start. words. So many words. But I'm just like, if I had to take someone to a musical, I'd be like, we should go see this. It is light. It's Funny, it's fun, whatever. Anyway, when, this is not a top five thing. Top five things Sam would take Sam, people to. <laughs> Little night music and then probably like a halloumi cafe or something. Ooh. <laughs> nice. does not exist. <laughs> you should open a halloumi I remember cafe. one of my first like interactions with you, Miranda, was like we were talking about like um, souvla- souvlaki and um, someone was just like, she doesn't like halloumi because it's, it's squeaky and you were like, no, it is. <laughs> Ah, time I, flies. That was like I have six no years memory ago. of that. Why yeah. would I be talking about Sivlaki? Because we were buying one at the time. What? Yeah, it's re- this is real. It didn't just happen in a dream. Oh, you <laughs> cute. Oh, it would yeah. have been during Sweeney Todd. Yeah. 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 Oh gosh. Let's move on. Top five. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, top five musicals where characters are named after other characters. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah. Done. It yeah. does seem to have a lot of characters that start particularly with the letter F. Frederick. Frederica. Madame Armfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Frida. Fred. 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 Yeah. Fred. Finland. That's how you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I can I can put it on. I guess I, we, I would put it on top five uh, Sondheim as well. What would be your number one though? The one. The one. Le Uno. <sighs> The uh, one I enjoy the most isn't the, the one that I think is the best musical. Well, the question Ooh. is the is that best, something you tied there? best musical. I honestly think Sunday in the Park. Uh, I think that's Sunday. I all yeah. I love it so much. I just find it yeah, just the second act is just like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's he was cerebral in that. Mm, that mm, 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 uh, mm. musical in a very different way than he was cerebral in this yes, musical, I would agree and I think that's what I appreciate about appreciate about sometimes so much is that he can obsess and craft a musical around such interesting concepts, like just yeah the number the, three, well three <laughs> and <laughs> love triangles, turning that into music and what does that mean when it comes to dealing with a number of people yeah. and and how they sing songs and who they're singing about. I would say to Sunday's probably a more important work of art and more relatable yeah. and a more important work. Yeah, to- well that's it's really sometime talking about the process of yeah. creation. That's which is why it's my favorite because it is so meta meta related to itself. Mm. Yeah, like it's commenting on itself while it's actually being made. But yeah, as well, I, I definitely think this one would be on the top five list for me. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. So it's on the top five then. That's what we've come to. Well, I mean, you haven't said anything, but I think you'd agree with us, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, agree. I, mean, I agreed the first <laughs> time. <laughs> Any more top fives? Top fives, top fives. Top fives going once, going twice. I think that's it. Done. We've done, done it. It's done. If, you, if anyone else has Lock any others. Like, up, stop. We're done. It's Facebookers, guys. It's not hard. Yeah, Miranda uh, doesn't even have to read them. I'll, I'll, I'll read them. No, okay. I read them. No, no. don't, don't Facebookers. We're done. No, we're no. Done. I'll, I'm I gonna pull, I'll forward it through to Sam. I'll, I'll never let him forget that he yes. was on this episode. All right. All right, all right. Shall we move on? I've only said it like sixteen hundred times. Learn from a little night music. Be like Petra. Be Petra. <laughs> um, I think we learned that uh, maybe you're not always with the right person. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Take that back. Um, what happened to you if you can't be with the one you love, honey? Yes. Love the one you're with. Yeah. Uh, but what if you could be with yeah. the one you love if you tried a little harder? I think you like you learn that cir- circumstances right. well, keep your part sometimes. If you, and if it's right, it will work out eventually at the end. Yeah. If you're in a musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe it'll happen in real life. Maybe it will for me. <laughs> I I learned quite literally the lesson from Judy Dench. That yes. Uh, the actor sings. Mm. Not mm. the singer acts. Yeah. This is one show that really tells us it's more important to act than sing. Yeah. Uh, 
if I believe that. But yep. 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 Okay. In, 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 in this context, it definitely is. Like there, there are other contexts where singing definitely say, takes precedence. It's not to say that there's not beautiful music in the show or or vocally challenging mm. parts of the show. But it's just that a a good song will be elevated by acting, whereas Absolutely. a good song yes. being ele- yep. can only be elevated so far by singing. Yeah, I love that. What else did we learn though? Um, um, oh, the count is you a terrible person. Yeah, it's like you shouldn't <laughs> cheat on your spouse, but I guess we yeah. already we didn't need to learn that. It's um, like it's just like being hypocritical doesn't help anyone. Women are not property. Always a good thing to be reminded about. Yep. If you're a misogynist. Um, <laughs> if you're a misogynist, you've got a lot to learn. Yeah. Probably not listening Lo- to this Yeah, podcast. I was just going to say, I love that you're listening to this, but you still think that. Um, uh, I think there, there is something to be learned again about the relationship between elderly wisdom and, and young wisdom. Yeah. Because uh, the relationship of, of Madame and, and Frederica it definitely goes both, both ways. ways. Yep. And it's really interesting. It's something I haven't I haven't really seen in a musical before where and you've got an older person literally learning something that puts them at rest from a younger person. Yeah. That's sweet. Also mm. in the case of Fred, if you're cast in a musical, maybe you won't sing a song. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. In the end. Sorry, Fred. Yeah. I guess you just get to Old sleep Harold on Petra's Prince lap. Will be like, oh, Actually, your character's a bit boring. Cut. Oh, Harold. And, and I guess adding on to the just be like Petra is, is just be like know what you want yeah. and go for it. That is so true, though. Because that's, Frederick's Desiree whole issue yeah. is he's trying to get something that, you know, he doesn't actually want or he can't actually have mm. anymore, which is his youth. And it's like if he just embraces who he is right now, it's very clear that he should be with Desiree. Mm. Mm. And Henrik as well. Like he's going after this the life in the seminary when that's not what he wants. He wants Anne. There's a quite a bit of, you know, live your life. Yeah. And yeah. and have respect enough for your your own wants. Your own yeah. wants and needs. Some, something Yeah, something too like you can Everyday love Everyday little death is kind of Yeah. You know, hitting home that message, like you know, you can be slowly dying or you can be living. Your choice. Every day, a little death is. Oh, that's it's so easy when when examined from from like anything other than a comedic angle. Like every day, a little death is a truly depressing song. Yeah, (laughs) it's like I love him, but I I love him, but he's killing me. so I guess yeah. I'll just die then. <laughs> One yeah. of, yeah, like, and like, yeah, that's just so true. Like the last parts of the musical when like they leave and say, she's like, oh, you became a tiger for me. And he's like, doesn't even say anything to her. He just like kisses her and like walks away. And she's yeah. like, ah, I'm coming. Like, the Count doesn't really grow as a person. Yeah, no, no. Unless you want to think that he does. Like it's not really explicit. Yeah. All right. I think that's, that's it. That's a nice way to yeah. live your life. Just live it. Just yeah. It is time. It is time to say goodbye. Aww. Bye. You always have to say goodbye. Bye. What you up to, Sam? You doing anything? 
it's net. You work at a circus. Surely something fun's I was thinking happening. Thinking about there. plugging you work that. At a circus. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Do <you>? No. <laughs> Do you work at a circus? Um, I'm like I don't think like any of our new projects have been announced yet. I mean, we're currently in Iowa and Vancouver, um, but by the time this airs, I'm nowhere we'll not near be there. there. Uh, it's what March. No, Which, we wait, do have Canadian listeners though. Hey, this will be going Canada. out on the 25th of May. Shout out to Mary. Uh, oh my god, we need to cut this entire section. <laughs> um, in if you are around in August in Edinburgh. Um, Circa have a wonderful show called Wolfgang at Circa Contemporary Circus. That's our new kids show and family show that will be playing at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, otherwise, you can catch Humans by Circa, which is touring Australia nationally in September. Check out everything that Circa does. If you want to check out what Circa's doing, head to circa.org.au slash tour. Yeah. And all our tour dates are there. The that would be lovely. Unexpected Hashtag plug. Circa Circus. Ooh, Circus! <laughs> Well, thank you for coming and talking about a little night music. Thank you so much. Sharing uh, another Sondheim with us. Yes. It's uh, what? Uh, yes. This was the least scary of all the Sondheims. Because it it's the most approachable. approachable. It is very Take all your friends. <laughs> when it's on Take all your friends. Uh, well, we hope that there'll be a production around soon. Fingers crossed. Um, it doesn't turn up in the amateur community circles very often in Australia, but it does overseas. So maybe we can start a trend. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We'll look into that. All right. I, I, and I, I will play I will Frederica. <laughs> I will play Anne. And I'll play the contest because Sam's playing Frederica. Woo! We've got all the roles the covered, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we hope that you've enjoyed learning a little bit about this show. Um, if you haven't seen or heard it, make sure you go and check it out. Because uh, this is why we do this, to introduce shows to you and uh, tell you a little bit more about shows you already know. But um, – I hope you've heard something that you found at least marginally interesting. Mm. About triangles, maybe? About triangles. About triangles. Uh, About number three. Tony Collette. About anything. About the den. About Sam. About Sam? Sam. About Elaine Um, Stritch. Yeah, how did you you find? Go back to those last quiz answers and how they go. (laughs) Yeah, let us know. Um, So (laughs) make sure that you give us a little bit of feedback so we know we're giving you the people what you want. Uh, You can contact us on the Facebook, um, facebook.com, Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. You can tweet us on the Twitter at Musicals Teach Me. You can send a lengthy email to Musicals Taught Me Podcast at gmail.com and when Julie's back from holidays she may or may not respond to you um, hopefully she will you can find us at our home on the web that's not canonproductions.com with all of our, our family of of podcasts that's growing every day lots of new cool stuff there to check out recently yeah there'll be even yeah. more soon my playlist is just constantly full of things I need to catch up on. Um, so if you'd like to put yourself in that awkward position, feel free to subscribe <laughs> to this or any of the other podcasts on that channel. Um, and lastly, if you want to throw us a few bucks, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash musicals taught me everything I know, type out the entire title. Uh, there's a bunch of cool benefits to being a patron of the arts. Warm fuzzies. Thank Extra yous. episodes. 
Oh, extra actual actual content. Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah, most important part. I'm a Patreon, and I enjoy all the drawings that Julie does. <laughs> <laughs> we need to add some more of those in there. Yeah, um, she has stopped doing them of late. Yeah. Of late. <laughs> um, and of course, you can get the cats episode. Um, <laughs> the rare cats episode. <laughs> rare. I'm going to leak it one day. The rare Patreon <laughs> only cats episode. Did you enjoy the cats episode? Have you listened uh, to it? Because you, <laughs> you love cats so much, you just, just can't like, even oh listen God, to the episode. I listen to that one. <laughs> well, whether you like it or don't like it, uh, the cats episode is a bit of fun. Uh, it is one of the first ones that we ever recorded. So. The, I, I remember the, the Dreamcast it's a, it's being quite wrong. amusing. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, join our family. Have fun. Do it. This has been another episode of Musical Stalk Me Everything I Know. My name is Miranda Selwood, my co-host at the table this evening. Zane C. Webber. And thank you to our special guest, Sam Boyd. See you, everyone. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.